Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast brought to you by Gut Check Media, your number one source for sports news and entertainment. Make sure to follow us. Give us a like and a follow on Twitter and Facebook. I'm here today with my buddy, my pal, the one and only fantasy guru, Lou Carbone. Hell yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. We're going to have some good topics today. We have some breaking news to get to first. This just in, Buffalo Bills signed wide receiver Stefan Diggs to a massive contract extension, ensuring he's going to remain in Orchard Park as Josh Allen's top option for years to come here. The deal is four years, $104 million with $70 million guaranteed. And that's in addition to the two years already on his contract. This is currently being reported by Adam Shifter and Ian Rappaport. They have a little bit conflicting numbers right now, so we'll wait for the actual figures to come out. And the intent is to have Diggs retire in Buffalo as a Bills Mafia for life. I'm through the roof. I hope Diggs is happy with this new deal and we don't see any more of those questionable tweets coming out into the Twitterverse. This news was just released. It's so new, actually, that when Lou and I recorded the episode last night, we actually discussed a little bit about our ideas on what we think could happen with Diggs' contract extension. I hope everybody enjoys. Got a lot to talk about today. A lot to talk about. We got some NFL news today. I'm going to do a quick rundown of some of the storylines out there right now. The Giants, New York Giants, or New Jersey Giants, if you want to call them that. Daniel Jones says he's going to be cleared, ready to go in week one. Do you think the Giants take his fifth-year option or hold off for the franchise tag? What do you think? Uh, honestly, I think they're going to take the fifth year. They got Dayball in there, the quarterback guru, according to everybody. And uh, he worked with, he worked real well with Josh Allen, so I think – Think they're gonna they're gonna really try to work with him and make him better. I, you know, I think he has potential still, but you know, kind of the fans aren't on his side as much. But yeah, I think they'll, yeah. I think they'll, they'll pick it up. Yeah, New York's a tough tough market. They might not pick it up if Tyrod beats him off for the job. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that? Uh, that'd be some shit. But hey, you never know. You never know with Tyrod. <laughs> He could come in and get him into the playoffs. That would be that would be epic. Yep, just good enough. Now the Giants still decide by May second uh, what they're gonna do for for Mr. Daniel Jones there. Uh, next up, we got Miami Dolphins. They're making some noise. They got a contract extension done with their best defensive player, Xavier Howard, the cornerback. Five years, ninety mil. He's getting fifty-five mil over the next three years, which is the bulk of the new deal. And that'll make him happy for sure. That's a heavy contract, but he is uh he's pretty damn good. I mean, ten interceptions in twenty twenty. And last year he had a hell of a year too. And uh he's all these cornerbacks getting paid, he wants to get paid too. I don't blame him. No, he deserves it. Yeah, if they weren't gonna pay him, he'd find someone willing to pay him. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, so he's happy, he's got it paid and he's uh the team locked up their number one player for a few more years at least. Same with Miami. They traded D. Parker over to New England Patriots. So they traded him and a fifth rounder this year. In exchange, New England's given them a third round pick 
next year in 2023. So essentially peanuts. nothing. Yeah, peanuts. That's Bill Belichick's a master at what he does, and you're giving up peanuts to get to potentially your number one guy. I mean, they got Nikhil Harry over there. You know, he he was supposed to be their guy, but he hasn't really panned out. Uh, he'll probably be number two to Parker. I, I bet Parker's the number one over there. Yeah, he will be. He'll be targeted as the number one. He'll be in the slotted as the number one, unless they draft someone better. Is that? I don't. I don't see that. Never know, I guess. But uh, as of right now, for sure, he's going to be the number one as of right now, for sure. Yeah. So they get him, and they get a fifth rounder pick this year. <laughs> <laughs> nice job, Belichick. If he stays healthy, he'll be a great ad for them. And some behind-the-scenes information everyone might not know is that Miami was trying to shop him around, and no teams were making any offers. You, no one was interested. So his agent asked the team, you know, let me uh, make some offers. Let me see what I can do. He did some impressive work. He got two divisional rivals to agree to terms on a trade like this. It's a win for Miami getting a third next year and being able to drop a guy they were going to have to cut anyways after getting Waddle and Hill. Yeah, but I mean, as good as he is, they're sending him to someone in the division, so I don't know if that's a – well, it might be a win. Do you think Do you think the Chiefs traded Tyreek Hill to Miami because they play Buffalo twice a year? I mean, honestly, like <laughs> it was between Buffalo and the Jets. I feel like that is total, that's totally set up by the Chiefs to fuck Buffalo. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, come on. It can't be any other way. Right. <laughs> like, we're going to send them to Miami or the Jets where you guys have to play them twice a year and make it yeah. life hell on earth. <laughs> well, like I said, at least we won't have to play them three times a year. That's probably a guarantee almost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've seen like a mock. Someone did like a mock up of, of what Tyreek Hill said after his first day of practice, going from a Ferrari to a 2001 Toyota Corolla. I see that. That was funny. That was a pretty good tweet. <laughs> I was like, I really hope this is real. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I don't think I don't think you would say that, but no, no, that was it was too fake. <laughs> what else we have going down in the in the trade world? Yeah, Philly and the Saints are switching picks around. So the Saints get three picks this year, two in round one, number 16 and number 19, and then a sixth rounder for this year. Eagles, in return, they're getting first round pick number 18 this year, third round pick number 101 this year, and a seventh round number 237. And then they get Saints next first round pick for 2023 and their second rounder in 2024. That first round pick. Next year is, is that's man, that's sweet. They worked that in, then they get a second the following year. With damn, I mean, they, they yeah. made up well, building for the yeah. future for sure. I mean, if they can get Jalen Hurts to pan out, they're gonna be pretty well set. And essentially, they're moving from you know two first rounders, but they're not really losing a position, they're staying right at number 18, kind of right in the middle there. They're spreading their picks out over multiple years. You know, they don't have even the cap space to make that many first-round picks this year and then pay them if they pan out. Hey, they must know something that we don't, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of the talking heads in the media, they're saying that, uh, is this uh, a dig? It hurts, Jalen Hurts saying that, you know, he's not going to be their QB next year or at least in the next two years. Well, I must say, it's a good insurance policy just in case he, don't, he plays like shit this year. Then say they get, you know, New Orleans sucks or whatever, then they're going to get a good first round pick and then they have a chance to draft the quarterback if 
So I'm I'm sure that's what they were thinking, honestly. But, yeah, yeah, and I mean, also when you think about it, if these guys pan out and when their contracts would come due, they would all be due. They'd have three first round picks due at one time, yeah. so that that could cost them a pretty penny. And then next we got Frank Gore. They, he signed in a one-day contract to retire as a 49er, what he always said he would do. Buffalo Bill, former Buffalo Bill, stud out there. He, uh, you know, wasn't the best on the field, but, you know, he's a great person, great personality. Two ACL tears in college. No one gave this guy a chance. He played, ended up playing 16 years. I mean, that's a hell of an accomplishment in itself, let alone having two ACL tears, you know, in college. Yeah. What a what a guy! What a what a player! I mean, I loved him when he was on the Bills. He great leadership, and I remember when he when he left, everyone wanted to keep him around. But at that point, we were just trying to get better, like overall, and that we didn't really need the leadership as much. But you know, right. thank you for everything he did for us, and rightfully so, retiring a 49er. That, that that's class move by the 49ers for doing that for him. Yeah, round of applause there. And uh, in Bills news, the Bills released the fan favorite, Christian Wade. He remained on the practice squad and didn't count against the limit through playing through the international pathway program. Last year, he got a shoulder injury. He was unable to play, which makes sense why they drop him now, since he'll start to be counted against that limited roster spot. Yeah, I mean, he came over from London and, you know, a fan favorite, like you said, but just never could quite crack the opening day lineup. And. I don't think he was going to this year either, clearly. So they said, you know, you're going to count against the Catman. Sorry, but you got to go. Yeah. No, I wish they would have gave him a shot in sometime during the regular season. He was a stud watching his rugby film. Like, he knew what to do when you give him the ball. Preseason games that he played in, he was, you know, he was awesome. And yet, I think he broke like, 80, like a 60-yard run the one game. That's why fans yeah. are like, get this guy in you. But, I mean, just they, McDermott and B know what they're doing, so. I question yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. I try to question him sometimes, and then uh, you know they sign no. Von Miller. <laughs> yeah, then they sign. Yeah, then they sign Von Miller, and we're all just blown, blown away once again. I heard. I heard today, which had me thinking. Do you think? Do you think eventually? Because I'm sure Diggs is upset with that he's not making anywhere near what Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams are making. You know, he's going to want that kind of money. Do you think Allen would 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 restructure his contract? Uh, keep Diggs around, like if, if it comes to that. I hate to put that on Allen, but he is the one making the most money. <laughs> that is a good question. Um, I mean, yeah. I think Josh is all in, and if yeah. if his agent came to him with you know that, I, I doubt his agent would ever allow that to get to him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the kid's from Wyoming, he grew up on a farm. I mean, Josh. Yeah, I'm sure the money's great, but that man wants to win. Like you said, he's all in. I bet if they did come to him eventually and were like, hey, like, Diggs, Diggs wants to pay much more money, and the only way we could afford it is potentially restructuring your contract a little bit. I'm sure he'd be down to get, like, the money later or something. Like, Yeah. I was actually looking at the, the cap and where the guys are getting paid, and Diggs is getting over $12 million a year salary plus he he got a signing bonus you know his roster bonus for for changing his his uh contract last time so he gets uh he gets a lot of money I, I don't know what he's so sad about he's uh more than rich he's got a deal with jordan that's paying him millions like the dude's wealthy what, what are you crying about a little couple millions like when you're rolling in dough 
What do you? What's a couple more million? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he's necessarily crying. I mean, it was just more like tweets and like he was shocked at and when all that went down with Devontae Adams and Hill and he's like, "What's going on?" type of thing. But I don't know if he's crying. I haven't really heard much about that. But it was just something I was thinking about. So we, you know. We'll see, I guess. Yeah, I, I hope he's not upset about it. I mean, he's getting a lot of money, so hopefully he stays happy. He, I know he's all in, too, and he wants to win, so I think that's most important. Did you see uh, Emmanuel Sanders go on Good Morning Football and yeah, tell them tell everybody that Josh Allen's going to be the MVP? And of all the great quarterbacks he played with, Peyton, Drew Brees, he said there's something different about Josh, and he, he said the Bills are going to win the Super Bowl this year, like, like, damn, dude, way to put it on the spot. Like, <laughs> I hope you're right. <laughs> yes, yeah, I watched – he was on there two days in a row, and I watched them both. And, yeah, he was saying, you know, he's uh, – you know, Josh is a creature, and that he's he's all in on Josh. He knows Josh is, is going to win, and uh, he thinks this is the year. I I believe him, too. We, we got everything that we need. We got all the right pieces. You know, we're working on the – defensive line there we got a whole new defensive line now we got a whole in the cornerback role we can fill that up and take it to the house we're gonna don't worry it's it's our time this is it this is our window and we're gonna we're gonna take it we're gonna take advantage of this yes (laughs) now speaking of the draft uh, i wanted to dive into that a little bit so we have a, a lot of fans a lot of talking heads say not to take a running back in the first round I do highly disagree with that. If there's a guy worth taking in the first round, I don't think there's a first rounder available this year for a running back position. Maybe next year. Um, Either way, if the Bills can get a running back that will be a day one starter, a guy with the physical abilities like Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry, or even Marshawn Lynch to throw back uh, type of talent, that, that could be a game changer for the Bills. So I think the Bills would benefit from getting a top tier running back either in the draft or through free agency or trading um you know that player like derrick henry like i mentioned they would take a lot of the pressure off of everyone else in the offense and they force the other team to play and to watch for the run every down so if it was tough for the other teams to game plan against the bills current roster imagine how much harder it would be to game plan if the bills had derrick henry in the backfield yeah, I mean, if they had a guy like that, you're right. It'd be who's going to run the ball, or Josh Allen or Derrick Henry? Right. Sean McDermott said he wanted Josh running less. So if you want Josh running less, we need a Derrick Henry back there running more. <laughs> I agree. And if we can get, you know, it's a young kid with energetic legs and hard work ethic. I definitely don't think we're going to get a running back for our first round pick, number 25. I think we're going to take. Somebody else, probably a cornerback, whatever cornerback or safety even. They have some safeties that they, they're they grading uh, as like multi-talented, able to play safety, corner, nickel, and even linebacker. <laughs> if you can get a guy like that, then they'll play any position you put them in. As much as I hate to say this, you got to almost take the best player available because say, say you're just locked in on one position and we come up to draft 25th and uh, top rank, say we're going for cornerback. Top rank cornerback is ranks 40th, the one that, you know, the only one left, rank 40th. Then that'd be stupid to take him at 25 because then he's going to have, you know, he's going to be labeled as a number one pick. Going to try, going to try to make number one pick money. And when he's realistically a second round pick, 
I, I agree with you as far as, you know, if the running back was ranked that high as available, then take him. But other than that, I just hope it's not a guard. I mean, obviously yeah. they're important, but just such a boring pick. Yeah, I mean, Dallas makes their, their money on picking guards. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of people talking about Bills drafting a wide receiver. Dude, I like that John Mechie the third man. I watched him in the Alabama game a couple of years ago, and that this dude had over 100 yards, and then he got injured, unfortunately, but in that game. But he probably would have had 250 yards in that game. I mean, obviously it's only one game, but that was that dude looked awesome in that game. Where's he uh, labeled at? Where's he gonna I land? See, I seen him go in a mock draft at like 50, but that was like a month okay. ago, so that could have changed by now. But okay. uh. I mean, look at Gabe Davis. Where did we get him? Third, fourth round, I think. Like yeah. they're talking about, you know, Emmanuel Sanders said, like I said on Good Good Morning America, he said that he's the next, you know, he's he's going to be a Pro Bowler this year. I think was his exact words. And yeah, that's some high, that's some high praise from Emmanuel Sanders, man. I mean, dude's been around. Yeah, I've been a fan of Gabe for the last couple of years, and a lot of people, you know, never would mention him, but I would, and, you know, especially when the sports betting started, I would throw him in there for, you know, a few things uh, for scoring a touchdown and things like that. And he, I, I really liked his play and I just wish the bills would use him more. And hopefully this next year here, he's going to get his shot. We'll see. I, I think he will. He's going to be wide receiver two at this point, but we'll see. Yeah. Crowder will probably be three on the depth chart. I'd say, or yeah, he's going to slot in. He'll be three. Three or four. Yeah, I mean, the drafts, we built through the draft mostly. So, I mean, I, I really feel like our only miss in the last few years has been Cody Ford. That's really our only miss, you know, and saying that is pretty awesome. It is even a miss when he's going to get a job in the NFL somewhere making millions. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's honestly true. Like, uh, you know, just because he ain't on our team, I mean, look at, look at what happened last year. We had a player plucked off the practice squad that made Cincinnati's 53-man roster. So, I mean, we got diamonds in the rough over here. And just, man, this team is just so deep, I feel like. It's just the Bills are yeah. – it's a good time to be a Bills fan. That's all I can say. I, I'm enjoying the shit out of it. Anybody who comes to the Bills is going to be immediately, like, entwined into this culture that they got going where you got to work your ass off every day. You got to be your best. We got veterans to keep these dudes accountable. Like, I'm excited for this year. This draft is super exciting, even though we're 25th. Obviously, if you're drafting high, you had a good year the previous year. I'm excited for the Bills draft, for sure. It's going to be pretty awesome. So, Yeah, for sure. So I'm going to ask the fans here to just sit with that and think about that for a minute before getting all draft logical on me and drafting a running back. <laughs> but send us your thoughts and ideas on the draft. Go check media on Facebook, Twitter. Some draft input. Anything you got, we'll, we'll, we'll take it and take it in stride. Yeah, it's it's mock season right now, so there's a lot of mocks out. Um, but I want to get some back and forth with the listeners. Let you know, let us know what you guys think. What do, what do the Bills do this year? Send us a message or comment. Again, at Gut Check Media, we're on Facebook and Twitter, and we'll go through all the some of the responses on the next podcast. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. So the next podcast is about the draft, everybody. We'll run through the uh, Mel Kipper's draft, mock draft, and, and see what everyone I, thinks. Mel Kiper. <laughs> I said it wrong. <laughs> oh, good. You're, you're a name butcher. We got that down. It's kind of funny now at this point. That's, that's my thing. I butcher names. <laughs>
In a tweet today, it said, if you're wearing Bill's gear out in public and I say go Bills to you and you don't say it back, you might as well just take that shit off because you're not a real fan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I totally agree with that, man. I was in Walmart. Some dude had Bill's shirt, uh, hoodie on. I had my Bill's hoodie on. I walk up to him and he's walking by me. I'm like, go Bills. And he doesn't say shit back. What? I was about to be like, bro, what is your issue, dude? Like, do you not know how this works? Do you not know what you're wearing today? Yeah, seriously. My son. Actually, that's funny you brought that up. He asked me the other day, we were in the store, and some guy walks by with a Bills hat on. Go Bills, go Bills. And uh, he's like, how come you always say that to everybody? It's like, because go Bills. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's it. That's all you need to know. It's because go Bills. Yeah, well, you're raising them right. That's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so last podcast, I was mentioning how the Flyers were ending Keith Yando's 989 Ironman game streak which was such a slimy move by the Flyers, in my opinion, and the coach. But uh, coach owned it and said it was, you know, an organizational decision, but also the coach's decision. And they brought a guy, a kid out of NCAA named uh, Ronnie Attard, and he went minus four with no points. So sweet move, Billy. Good job. A guy who was minus 39, I get, but – you bring a guy in, and he goes minus four in the game. So, yeah, great job. You get a, you get, got a good look at him. How's he look? How's he looking? <laughs> yeah. Keith Yandel's over here. Wearing his heart on his sleeves every night. Yeah, Yandel was 11 appearances short of 1,000. Yeah, with 14 games left. So, you tell me the last three games of the season, they couldn't have got a look at this guy? They had to pull him out now. Unbelievable. But, uh, yeah, so... Uh, they had to own that. So now, guess who's up for the Iron Man streak now? Phil Cheeseburger Kessel. Good old uh, Phil Kessel from the Arizona Coyotes. He's got 968 straight games played. And he's uh, actually defying uh, the laws of fitness by doing that because he's one, of the, he's one of the most unhealthy players in the league, really, the way that he eats and everything. It's been fully documented by him and his teammates. <laughs> and he's over here 968 games in a row. So <laughs> it's pretty awesome if you ask me. I need to get on that kind of diet. He's gonna play another year, I think. I mean, I'm always positive about that. So he, he's gonna, barring any freak accident, he's gonna end up breaking uh, Keith Yandel's record. He's gonna get it, no doubt about it. Okay. Did you see that cool? It was a cool little video about uh, his former saver Zach Bogosian. He's on the Lightning right now, but uh, he, <laughs> him and his son. It must have been during practice or morning skate or something for them. They had a fake scrap, and his son's only like four years old, so he was, he was real small. And they threw his gloves off, both of them, and and, and they, they came after each other, and they were, they were fake fighting. And it was just, I, I thought it was uh, absolutely awesome and uh, pretty sweet video. <laughs> That's funny. Throwing off the gloves and going to fight, fight your son. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty awesome. Speaking of fighting, Maple Leafs versus, versus uh, Tampa Bay. Wayne Simmons and, and Pat Maroon were just talking shit to each other on the bench between the benches. They they weren't even on the ice. Referee referee comes over. Here's their here's their conversation and gives them both ten minute penalties misconducts. It makes them skip. Yes, damn Sabres just scored. Sorry. <laughs> Currently, we're watching the Buffalo versus Carolina game and. I have $50 bet in on the saves. 
it was a fifty dollar free bet on uh, BetMGM. A little plug for them, but uh, yeah, I figured throw it on the save plus two twenty, and uh, they just scored with eight minutes to go in the third, take the lead. But there's still a lot of game left. But anyways, yeah, they they uh, they gave them they gave them ten minutes ten minute misconducts each for talking shit to each other. Like that referee, you know, someone said it best today. The referee should be fucking suspended for a game. Like, like what's going on, man? Even Maroon said after the game, he's like, "How? This isn't how the game is played. Like, basically, like, how soft are we gonna make this? Like, this is dis- turning into Disney on Ice. Like, Jesus." <laughs> Seriously, it's fucking crazy. How, how are you going to – I mean, unless they were saying something completely fucked to each other, how can you – how can you give these dudes 10-minute minors for talking shit to each other between the benches? They weren't talking to you. They weren't talking to the ref. Like, I could see if you said the ref, get off your knees, you know what I mean? But you're blowing the game. But they didn't, I don't think they said any of that. They were talking to each other, so – Right, yeah, they shouldn't get involved if it's, you know, not uh, in the game. It's, it's on the bench. You can't really referee the bench. Yeah, they're both veterans. I mean, Pat Maroon has three Stanley Cups in the last three years, three in a row. And then Wayne Simmons has over a 1,000 games played. He just hit that. Like, I mean, speaking of which, there's so many players this year hitting a 1,000 games played. Like, it's insane. Jonathan Taves just got it. Like I said, Wayne Simmons. So many people getting the jersey and the stick. Dean Morton got a thousand games refereed. Sabres, Sabres give him a blank jersey. The, the Avalanche give him a jersey that says his last name, Morton, and a thousand. So, like, they did it right. But here we are, the home team. And he actually held up the Avalanche jersey in the picture because, because ours didn't say anything on the back. So that was kind of a joke from Sabres. That was before all this. That was before they were out of playoff contention. So once they get out of playoff contention, they start playing like bats out of hell. Let's hope they can uh, keep this up next year when the games actually fucking matter. If they can keep this up, this level of play, and add a goalie or two. Don Granado's just got to keep the boys rolling. I think he's going to be the coach next year. You know, this this was an experiment year, I think. I hope to keep him personally, but you know how the business goes. You never know. Right. Yeah, he might get a job offer somewhere else and say, see you you later. And you know what? I was listening to uh, Peters and Revae the other day, and – they had on the Buffalo Bills defensive coach, uh, Marty. He was saying that Sabres are just surrounded by talent, just unbelievable talent. He was talking about Samuelson, the def- all the defensemen. Samuelson. Yeah. Uh, he, he was talking about how, how Darlene has just totally come into his own this year, just like a new player. Um, like, And then he was excited about Bryson. He's talking about Owen Power coming back. How important Mark Pesic is in the room. Like, this is all shit that none of us know about. And part of the reason why they're playing better, in my opinion, just everybody's gelling together. Just, hell yeah. Let's go. Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs defenseman Jake Muzzin uh, is likely to return to the lineup tonight. And then Leon Dreisaitl hit 50 goals the other night, which was pretty, pretty uh, awesome. He joins Austin Matthews. Who had a fucking hat trick last night to have fit? Now he has 54 goals. And I've seen a crazy ass stat, man. He has 71 goals in his last 82 games. Like, holy shit. That's wild. Damn. He's killing it. Literally killing it. Literally. Since 2000 and 2001, I've seen Ovechkin has the best season for the most goals 65 in 82 games. 
which is unreal in itself. Matthews could possibly beat that. They got they got 12 games left. He needs 11 goals. Um, totally doable. And uh, we'll see. I guess I seen I seen they're uh, out uh, scored five to three right now in that game. So I mean, I'm sure he has a fucking goal or at least a point. Yeah, let's go. Score it again. Fucking right. Um, I'm a little delayed. I don't see the goal yet. This bet's looking like tits now, baby. Up by two with 4:49 to go. Go saves. Are you showing up, Dylan Cousins? Come on, baby. All right. But uh, yeah, dude. The NHL. If you if you don't have ESPN Plus, ESPN Plus has every damn near every NHL game every year, and uh, or every every night. And I'm I'm loving watching this, just enjoying the shit out of it. I turn on MSG. I'm like, oh, Sabres game in on here. It must be on ESPN Plus. Bam, there it is. The announcers aren't the greatest, so if you just turn it down and turn on your radio broadcast, it'll probably work. In other news, <laughs> Anaheim Ducks forward captain uh, Ryan Getzlev announced that he's retiring in, at the end of the year here. He's been in the league for 17 years, all with the Ducks, which is pretty awesome. He's got a Stanley Cup in 2007. Should have been the Sabres. <clears throat> but yeah, Stanley Cup in 2007. They played Ottawa that year. Otto had Ray Emery in net, and uh, they had a pretty star-studded lineup. But Timo Solani was on that team, and the Ducks weren't going to be denied that year. I remember they won game six, the clinching game, like six to two. Timo was on the bench crying. I'm sure Gutslav remembers that real real well because he was pretty young at that point. Fuck, that team was stacked. Some good shit going on in the NHL. I seen, I seen Columbus Blue Jackets forward Carson Meyer. He recorded his first NHL goal after making his debut last night. Always a good moment for him uh, in the Flyers arena. So pretty, pretty awesome spot. And then the New Jersey Devils, Jack Hughes is done for the season with an MCL sprain. He's a hell of a player, and let's hope it's not too serious. I don't know how bad an MCL sprain is, but it says he's out for the season. So could yeah, be. they were playing the Islanders. I was watching the game, and I was waiting for Jack Hughes to get a point, and then he gets. Yeah, it didn't look good. That's for sure. He got. He got his leg got hyperextended and then it got flipped around when it got hit. It didn't look good at all. One more thing I want to talk about before we go. It's not hockey related. It's not football related. It's NCAA basketball related. It was Kansas versus North Carolina and North Carolina was up 40 to 25 at halftime. And I had, I had a bet in. It was plus seven and a half, and North Carolina, or, uh, and they had to score over 150 points together. And I forgot the first part, and I lost the over. Unfortunately, I got under that. But what are you gonna do? It was a hell of a game. Tar Heels end up blowing it. They lost 72 to 69. Kansas is the state cha- or uh, the title champs, and yeah, it's a hell of a hell of a game. That's for sure. It was a close game. It looks like. I mean, they had a chance to tie it there at the end. They had a shot. They, they went for three, time expiring. I was hoping the guy was going to make it because that would have got me the over probably in overtime, but he didn't make it. That dude was distraught who missed the shot. Yeah, I mean, it's a game of seconds. All these games are games of milliseconds and seconds, and they are important. So if you see someone out there that's not giving it their all for one second, that could be the difference. This is the first time where we're not next to each other. So I'm sure there's a couple of points where we're talking over each other. That's because I'm not sitting right next to my buddy Nick. 
tried to do the best we could here on Skype, and hopefully you all enjoy it. We talked a lot about a lot of good things. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Gut Check Media, everybody. Be sure to follow us, Gut Check Media, on Facebook and Twitter, and send us any of your comments. Make sure to give us five stars and say all the nice things or all the horrible things you want. We don't care as long as you make it five stars. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Take care. Oh, yeah. Spread the word. Spread the word. Have a great day, everybody.